again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three new perspectives and varying skill range. I am the pilot of this episode, Andrew. With me, the one who puts the fall in Titanfall, Keith. Hello. And the one who's trying to get her pilot's license, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week was a listener pick, so thank you so much to our listener, Fireball, who recommended that we play Titanfall 2 by Respawn Studio. Titanfall 2 tells a story of a fresh pilot who just inherits a new titan named bt and they take it upon themselves to go on to finish essentially a suicide mission to try to contact the last of the militia to try to help save the militia in the war against the imc right that was the story right yeah i think that about (laughs) sums it up that's that's about all, all that it really comprises of but Titanfall 2 is a first-person shooter with a bit of parkour elements to it as you either control the pilot or sometimes actually control the Titan itself. But going around, Liz, was this a game or pass for you? For me, this is a definite must-play game. I loved it. I loved the uh, gameplay, the story, even the... Um, what's it called? Even the platforming, which you guys know that I suck at. I loved all the range of weapons, the music, the graphics. I mean, this, it's very early, but I feel like it's a contender for game of the year for me. Oh, high, high praises from you, Liz. <laughs> I think this is going to be a, an optimistic week overall. I I, I mean, I, I would put this in a definite game category. The funny thing for me about Titanfall 2 is that I've played Titanfall 2 before. I own Titanfall 2 before it came on to Game Pass via EA Play. I, I think I got it in a bundle for an Xbox that I bought at one point. And yeah, we got I, in a bundle. I, uh, I, I played, I think, actually, most of it. It, it looked like I had uh, all of the missions. But uh, all that to say is I didn't remember having this much fun with it. And I don't know if it's because I spent more time in multiplayer, which is still plenty of fun, but I actually just had so much fun with the PvE and... We can get into the, all those reasons before uh, as we go on. But, yeah, I, I loved this, it, and it was a ton of fun. Yeah, I guess this is a three-way definite game. I highly recommend Titanfall 2. This is a ton of fun. It It's a very short game. Uh, you're looking at, like, six to eight hours to beat the campaign. So it's honestly like a weekend game or, honestly, maybe even like a palate cleanser. But it's short, and, and it's very sweet. It's just each level is just pretty unique some levels are very unique but it's just the campaign is just a lot of fun the story isn't great the relationship between bt and the pilot is 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 really nice to see unfold but the overall story is just meh but who cares it is just it's a ton of fun this is honestly one of the best first person shooter campaign games so if you have not tried it highly highly recommend it but let's get into a bit into the story so as I said at the beginning of the game, you are not a pilot. You're just a basic rifleman in the militia that is fighting the war against the IMC, which is, you know, big, bad space government that's trying to take everyone's land and enslave people. And, you know, very typical, typical space story. Like, it, it's nothing new. Like, literally evil any space empire. game. Yeah, there's there's an evil empire trying to control everyone. It's like, okay, this isn't very original. But so you are part of the militia who's trying to fight this evil empire. And... The special people in the military, whether it's on the enemy team or your team, are known as pilots. And these people are the specially trained people that have 
extra equipment that have these jump jets that can wall run or double jump. But most importantly, they can t- uh, pilot Titans, which are giant bipedal mechs that go around and just honestly just lay down destruction. So as I said, you first started as a rifleman, but the person who's training you ends up dying. So you end up inheriting his Titan. And so you are basically trial by fire, learning on the job, how to be a pilot and control this Titan and form a relationship with this Titan. As you are trying to contact the militia, to kind of warn them about an ongoing threat that's going on. But overall, though, what did you guys think of the story? I like the story. I think what really made it was the characters. Because like you said, I mean, this it's been done before. But the relationship between Cooper and BT, I mean, it was like they're trying to save each other. And there were also, I mean, there were funny moments, too. Like when BT gave him the thumbs up. but Oh, you squealed. So yeah, loud and they that also <laughs> like they get at your heartstrings because there's one point where like I knew BT wasn't dead, but it still made me sad like because they were like shooting him, and then like later on at the end, like I won't say the ending, but I was really sad at first because I thought something happened, but there's like a little hint I think at the end that I think everything's gonna be okay, and it just like they need a Titanfall three to clear things up, like they need to make it. <laughs> But yeah, I it definitely like I got a little emotional. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I don't really do that with video games or anything. So, and then I also kind of like that they had different bosses, I guess. Yeah. So, one thing like Kane, he was really unhinged and I wish that he was a villain for longer because I thought he was kind of a wackadoodle and I I thought it was interesting. And then they have a villain that lets you go. He's just in it for the paycheck. And so I kind of like that they had these different villains that you were fighting. Was Kane the one that sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. He was the first one that you fought. Yeah, okay. Kane, Kane was oh, yeah, like Kane. the fourth one by the satellite. Yeah, I I just remember there was one that sounded like it was like, it would sometimes sound a bit Australian, but then sometimes he sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was I was kind of confused. I noticed who you're talking about, and it did kind of seem like he was like kind of switching his accent, which actually is something I want to bring up. So anyone who knows, Titanfall 2 is uh, the prequel, I guess, to Apex Legends, the Battle Royale free-to-play game that's going on right now. It's from the same studio. But that's one thing that always kind of perplexes me of the accents in the game and in Titanfall 2. Like, you're in space. There's technically not really countries anymore. Like, they don't really talk about Earth. Like, I think you're light years away from earth. So how do people still have accents? Like why are there still German accents, Jamaican accents, Australian accents? It's like no one's really been on earth anymore. Like you, would you think accents would still carry to other planets? Like, is this like, Oh, this entire planet speaks like with an accent of Australia. It's an interesting point because a lot of people, when they move to another country after a time there, they end up developing that accent. So you're going to be around different, but I mean, at the same time, though, if you're in space with a bunch of other Jamaicans and you're Jamaican, you're going to keep it. So it's like, I mean, maybe if they don't intermingle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is the whole mummy debate all over again of, of where do mummies come from? Oh, but <laughs> the, the, oh, from the Nobody Saves the World episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because on one hand, like I get what you're saying, but I, I, I guess I kind of tend to agree with Liz. I mean, in most cases... Not always, but in a lot of these space stories, it's like Earth is being destroyed. Everyone, you know, just leaves. So everyone gets on a spaceship together. They're trying to escape Earth. I don't know, people being people. I assume 
they're just going to congregate with their own countries and all this. And like Liz said, if you just, then they all kind of stick with their nationalities. They might, I, I could see it like transforming into some weird, like hodgepodge of everything. But so like, I think they would stay, but not stay. That's what I think. But I mean, also, I mean like some people get, when they are bored, they put on accents too. So maybe they're just <laughs> yeah. goofing around. Like you I mean, and your Not sister. that I would know. You guys constantly <laughs> keep trying a British accent. Um, but I also think it's interesting too, where I, I kind of felt like when Cooper eventually meets up with the people that are kind of like leading this, they don't really like trust him yet. Or they like think he needs to kind of prove himself. Oh my and gosh. Just, That's like, what you're carrying the, the team. You're doing better than the pilot before you. You're the one taking care of business. Everyone's like huddled together and like, Oh no, we can't do that. It's out there with the bad guys. And it, it's like, you're the one putting your life on the line. Like show some respect. Like at what point, like does your title not mean anything because you're too cowardly to do stuff yourself? Oh my gosh. That so, is one thing that really irritated with the story. Are you talking about when, when you get back to the to the base and uh, what's her name? Yeah, yeah, she's like, we'll get you a real pilot. Even though you literally have yeah. like, you killed two apex predators at this point. You know, the, they're like the elite mercenary group. You killed two of them solo by yourself. You've like learned and discovered a bunch of plans. And then she's like, oh, we'll get you a real pilot. It's like, excuse me. Oh, that irritated me. That was poor writing. What I, I thought was funny though too, and I don't know if it was just like a weird cinematic or if it was intentional or not, but like as your mech is closing up, you give her this really awkward thumbs yeah. up. And it's like this like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm, I'm going to go finish this now. But I absolutely had the same thought you did, Liz, where I'm like, wait a minute. I just showed up telling you how to solve this, offering to go fix it with proof that I'm capable and that's not enough for yeah, you? Yeah, and then not only that, it's like later in the mission, like like almost near the end of the game, finally she goes, well, as far as I'm concerned, you've earned your pilot license. It's like, yeah, I've earned my pilot's license within like the first 30 minutes of this game, woman. Like, I have done so much more than you. Where have you been? <laughs> like, it kind of irritated me. I'm glad me. I'm not the only one that thought this. No. <laughs> no, it kind of it irritated yeah, me I too. Think, yeah, I think as a whole, when it comes to the... The storytelling in the game, it's not great. Overall, the dialogue is not the best as the greater story is concerned. But it's good between PT but and I, you. That's yes, it, and that was what I was going to say. It's like between BT and Pilot, or you have a name, I think. I don't remember. Cooper. But between Cooper. the two of you, your dialogue awesome. Yeah, and like I want more of that. I, I genuinely enjoy both of their personalities, their interactions, the relationship, all of that is is good. Everyone else is just kind of annoying. Yeah. I also like too that at one point you get the uh, thing to put in your helmet so that you can hear what the enemy's saying. But I also kind of found the enemies a little bit annoying when they were for so for instance like Kane when he was taunting him, it was kind of funny. Like I I thought it was all right, but like some of the other ones are just like okay, just shut up. <laughs> well, you got irritated with Ash because you kept dying to her. And so, like, it kept restarting. Oh yeah, her. well, that too. Obviously, I didn't realize that I was supposed to be in BT. I didn't even know <laughs> where he was, and it would start me just by myself. But yeah, and it also like, I like too. Like, the enemies were distinct in character, but also in fighting them as well. I do think it's funny, Liz. Like, I, I do agree. I loved that. Like, every enemy had like kind of a unique Titan, so it kind of made it very unique and distinct from each other. But I, I do think it's funny, like, 
going back to that Ash fight you had, you started that fight outside of BT. So, and like, it kept respawning you during that fight of you being outside of BT and you're like scrambling, trying to get back into BT. Yeah. That one, that's the one I had you beat for me, right? Yeah. Cause, Cause you I were, was just, I was over it. You were but ready the to other quit. ones, like I definitely, because you can switch out when you're, um, in BT, you can switch out like what you're using to shoot with. And so for me, sometimes I'd really struggle until I got like the right combination with like my weaponry versus the enemy like it was just like I had to figure it out and so like I always say that I don't enjoy like actually finally completing something I felt like with this game it was different and it was the same with the platforming where like you have to like run along the walls and wall sometimes running. yeah but sometimes you'd have to shoot to get the other wall up and they really switched up the platforming and I died like a lot like a lot but i still like it didn't frustrate me the way it normally does in games i just found it so fun no i think for me the biggest thing and and what i liked so much about the gameplay is like it's almost what i wanted mirror's edge to be yeah it has this fun fast-paced parkour element and that and it has that it's fast it it smooth everything feels right and then the gunplay in the actual fighting is good so like you couple that together and it's just it's like a very good version of mirror's edge with an obviously very different storyline and i also think we have to talk about the time warped area where you're that going is such back a and cool forth level. between these two times and then so sometimes you're you know it's left bumper to go like back and forward sometimes a passageway is destroyed so you have to go back but there might be enemies in different spots and it kind of kind of indicates like where they are in the other uh, not, not realm is it? yeah timeline and so like I used it to like sneak behind enemies especially if it was like the guys of the shield I, I think it's funny you felt bad you're like I feel like I'm cheating yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just it was so much fun and like it, it also made the navigating more fun you're just not walking around like corridors like sometimes like you have to you know switch it around and like i did and things were on fire and so for me it just like there were so many different gameplay elements that they added to spice it up that i loved yeah that's what i think is so cool like this is not just a generic first person shooter like every level had some unique element to it or like the level design was very interesting and unique as we said, yeah, there's a level where you're going back and forth between time. You know, there's one level where, you know, you're doing a full-on assault with your Titan. You have, like, allied Titans with you. There's another one where you're, you know, trying to navigate a flying aircraft while trying to, like, take out the guns. Like, it was just these really cool, interesting mechanics that you got to do. And they were just, it was, it just made the level and the gameplay so much fun. It wasn't, it just didn't make things stagnant. Because you are fighting essentially the same mindless enemies, the same mindless robots, like, the AI isn't anything too spectacular, but just, like, the gameplay that it was offering is just it's just fun. And also, the game is very linear, but I still found myself kind of getting confused sometimes about where to go. Shocker. Um, so, <laughs> but for me, like, it didn't feel too linear. And, and maybe it's because I was kind of an idiot, but it still, like, it helped me, though. And I also, there's one thing, though, with the gameplay and fighting that I thought was interesting. So, after BT was shot, I there's like an auto aim thing where like you get a gun you got the smart pistol that was in the first Titanfall yeah and automatically like you only have like I think it was like 18 bullets or something but when you run out because you can't pick up enemy guns it just you magically have more bullets but it kind of did like an auto aim thing yep 
but at that pistol, point, that's, that's I was like, do you know what? Somebody here at BT, I'm going to kill everyone. Like, Because like, when I was playing the game, like I was like, do you know what? I wonder how many of these people actually think they're the good guy, which you know probably isn't true anyways, because I feel like most, you know. Yeah, because they're, they're computer programs, so none of them. Some of them are people. I'm just joking, though. There, there are some people there. I'm making a joke about it being a video oh, game. Oh, oh. <laughs> Way over your head. But yeah, so for me, like I was just like on a rampage. I was ready to just destroy. And I got this gun that, because I, the guns in this game were so fun to play around with. And I recognized a lot of the, because it's funny, because like speaking of Apex, because you get the Apex card like towards the end of the game. Yep. But I remember saying, Andrew, those drop pods look like the ones from Apex. Then I was like picking up the guns and I was like, these are the same gun names from Apex. This is crazy. <laughs> so me Did they Keith, rip off Titanfall? <laughs> me and Keith, of course, informed Liz before we played that we're like, hey, this is the game that you know was before Apex. You know, the same studio eventually came out with Apex. So we told Liz this. But being Liz being Liz, of course, instantly <laughs> forgot. And so she started playing it. She's like, this looks like Apex Legends. And I was just, I told Keith, I'm like, I'm curious how long it's going to take it to realize. Do you know what? I read somewhere. So do you know how they say like, oh, memory of a goldfish. I read somewhere that goldfish actually have like a much longer memory. Like someone like. Oh, so you're worse than a goldfish. Like six months or something. Do goldfish even live live for six months? I read that. And I was like, oh, well, I read that they (laughs) have a memory of like six months. So like that, I mean, memory of a Liz, I think is like the new. But yeah, I kind of remember you telling me that now that you're talking about it but oh but to kind of go quick back about a little bit of the story so some of you may be wondering do i need to play titanfall one before i play titanfall two and the answer is absolutely not titanfall one was respawn's first game uh, respawn was a studio that broke off of infinity ward it was either infinity ward or activision it's one of the call of duty studios i'm pretty sure it's infinity ward but they created their own studio respawn and titanfall one was the first game they did Titanfall 1 is just a multiplayer game. So it sprinkled a little bit of lore here and there within the levels. Like as the level was loading up, they would give like a quick dialogue of like, oh, this is a refueling station that was attacked by the IMC and like just a quick blurb. But yeah, there is no single player campaign in the first Titanfall. So Titanfall 2 is the first one with the first campaign. So you don't need to play the first one. And if you play Apex Legends... Once again, too, you don't need to play Titanfall 2 or play Apex Legends because Apex Legends takes place farther in the future. But there, you could just see the similarities of the games, but there's nothing important to like understand the overall lore. Yeah, but as you were saying, Liz, with the smart pistol, that weapon is so much fun. It's in the first uh, Titanfall. I don't think it's in the multiplayer in Titanfall 2, but it kind of the weapon is also like super cheap. It's kind of funny. Like, Why doesn't anyone else use that gun? Like, you think you would just outfit your entire army with smart pistols and you would just kill everyone. It's a one-shot kill, right? It's a one-shot, because it does headshots, yeah. So it's an, always a guaranteed headshot, and it just locks onto enemies. I so actually, it's like, why aren't more people running with this gun? I didn't like having it. Like, I liked the what? challenge of the other weapons. Because it was fun to pick up the other ones and, like, you know, the machine guns and the sniper. This is actually a game where the sniper rifle, like, even for a noob, is really usable. Like, I found myself using it a lot. I was really comfortable with it. With sniper? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's th- there's three main ones. There's the Kraber. There was the uh, G7 Scout. Well, in this one, I think it's called the G4. And then the DMR, which is I the longbow. I think it was bow. the first one. I for know you me, used the DMR for a while. I always figure out what I'm using based on how many bullets there are. And then the scope. And so that's kind of how like I'd, I would pick it up. and Because sometimes I'm just like running through. But yeah, I like that... There were enemies like obviously near you, but some of the further away enemies actually stayed far away. So you really could snipe before you got there, 
which I thought was really helpful. And with some games, everyone just kind of charges you. But yeah, so I just, for me, the, and it also wasn't really a challenge. Like I was actually like seeing myself improve um, as the game went along. So for me, yeah, that's why I was just like, eh. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to play with the whole game with the smart pistol. But I, I, I had the same thought as Andrew, though, especially where I'm like, wait a minute. So this is in my like emergency survival kit. Why why do I only get this when I need to survive when it seems like I wouldn't need to be concerned with survival in the first place if I was walking <laughs> around with, with this gun? The only point I will make is it does one of those kind of standard video game uh, tropes, if you will, where when you need it and for that mission, it's unlimited ammo. But then I think that the reality is it's kind of like the next mission that you have it, you have like 18 bullets and then it's gone. I think that's probably how it really is used. Um, but yeah. since, it, you know, it's kind of doing this epic chase scene and everything, you get to be like spaceman, go, go rage mode and uh, <laughs> have unlimited smart pistol ammo. I guess you just channel your, your spaceman energy into it. They hurt your robot spaceman mad. <laughs> spaceman go angry. <laughs> But that like I that wanted... final scene was like a ton of fun. It was in no like I I can't compare it to Ori in the sense of well they're completely different and also in that it's like <laughs> completely different games <laughs> and and also that Ori that last chase scene that you do is like was way harder to me like I did, I think I might have failed once on on the Titanfall one or Titanfall two I guess uh, final chase scene. But, what chasing like like literally the end where you're jumping through kind of like yeah the, anti-gravity yeah and like anti-gravity and like things are exploding okay. like it was epic and it was cool in the same sense as ori and that's how i compare it but i was wondering like, where you were going but with from that. like a difficulty <laughs> perspective it doesn't pale it pales in comparison there like it's actually really oh, pretty yeah. easy but it has that same like i don't know it it it's like a good climax to the gameplay and and i really enjoyed that which I wanted to ask you guys real quick, what difficult did you guys play on? Because at the beginning when you're doing that kind of tutorial, um, that sounded like a fart, but it was just... <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie, listeners, like... I didn't fart, it was a dog. No, because you did that, like, that fart joke yeah. way back at the beginning. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> what difficult did you guys play on? Oh. This <laughs> is memory. <laughs> oh, no. In her defense, she was distracted um, by a fart. <laughs> Because <laughs> the tutorial, oh my gosh, now I have a brain fart. Do you want me to carry this? I know no, no, I, I got it. I got okay. it. Because the tutorial, it actually kind of dictates like what level like you should be at. Like so, for instance, like I did it and it was like, oh, you should be fine with normal difficulty. Which for me, like instinctively, I was like, oh, I should definitely probably do easy. But I felt like normal was fine. I died so much, but it wasn't to a point where I grew like overly frustrated. I, I think it's funny when you say that because I remember when you did it and it was like, oh, no, we recommend normal difficulty. You look scared and you look at me like, <laughs> you're like, should I do that or should I go easy? Like, that seems like it would be hard. I'm like, no, it's okay. You can change your difficulty if you want. I was already questioning the game's integrity by putting me on normal. <laughs> I was like, are you, you are you really good? At- do you know me, game? <laughs> I mean, I got the I got the same difficulty and I stuck with it. I About halfway through, Ouch. I kind of, <laughs> I, I mean, I, about halfway through, I considered moving it up because I was like, this actually, like, I wasn't struggling a lot with the gameplay and that's not some big pat on the back. I think it's just, I, I, like, I wasn't dying too much. I, there was one fight in particular and I think it was the same one you were struggling with, was that, like, modular uh, 
AI worlds or sim worlds, and you have like that uh, like assault scene where the, the yeah. they keep coming at you. But uh, I mean, half the reason I was dying was because I was just trying to take over as many of the robots as I could, and I was like, I'm just going to start a robot army here. I thought that would be a fun way to beat it. So I was, I was kind of in, not intentionally losing it, but I wasn't doing it the easiest way possible. What I really just didn't like about it was when I had to restart it, not doing the fight again, it was going through the cinematics to get to the fight. It was so long of her just explaining everything. Like, just get to the point, lady. Yeah, there was no skip button. I had Andrew, like, check. I'm like, you got to you gotta see if there's a skip button. This is ridiculous because I was dying a lot. Yeah, I don't know why this game does not let you skip cutscenes. Like, come on. I hate when a game doesn't do that. Like, does that. I realized, too, with all the hard scenes that I struggled with. So there was... Um, Ash, and then also the one where you're like on top of the plane and you're fighting the Titans. I the Viper. Yeah, 99% of the time that I really struggled was when I wasn't taking cover. Like I <laughs> loved to go in. Who would have thought? I mean, I was obviously in then scenes where you could snipe and stuff like I, I did. But there were times where I would just like run in and start blasting. And I would try it a couple times be like, this isn't working. So anyway, I just started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> and so I kept I really, dying. And also I really... Wish there was more looting. Obviously, you're getting. <laughs> no, of course, you do. No, I just felt like there were times where I was like, I feel like I should be looking for stuff, you know. I, I don't know. Like, I sometimes hate when there's looting in the game because sometimes it just makes the game flow. When it's like, oh, I don't need to search every nook and cranny. So there is collectibles, but they're they're just literally fun. There's you're right. So the, there were their helmets and stuff, yeah. which I was terrible at getting. Whenever I got one and it was tricky, I was so proud of myself. It just like the layout of the world that we're, we've played so many games like that where there is looting that I felt like I should be. So I do, I, I actually do agree with you that, I mean, what, what would you need to collect, you know? Yeah. You don't really have to worry about like armor and stuff like that. So I agree with you. It just like the way that the game was set up, I felt like. Yeah, I, 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 I tend to agree with Andrew on this as, as far as the the looting goes. I, I like just kind of flowing through it. The pilot helmets were the nice touch. I kind of just liked them because if I was actually finding them pretty well on a level, it was just kind of like a good gauge of like how much I had left in it. So I, I liked that. Um, but yeah. other than that, yeah, a ton of them. I think there's what, like 35 total I th- over 10 levels. I think so. Something I, like that. I think less than that. It's Yeah, I don't, I know there's an achievement for 25 and then all, I think. Yeah. So it's it's not a ton. There was one level that I got to the end and I got in one out of six and it was the first <laughs> one I'd seen. But there was the left bumper level where you're going back and forth in time. I saw them and it was actually really interesting how to get them because you have to keep switching in order to use platforms in different time. Period. Yep. So it was actually really interesting and fun to try to get. I don't, I don't think I got a lot of them. <laughs> so to rewind back to your question, Liz, I played on Master Difficulty. Of course. Because you didn't let me answer the Even question. Even the first time? <laughs> no, first time around, I think I, I did it on hard. Um, Are you saying I'm talking too much? Is that what no. you just implied? Because that, that's what it sounded like. You just don't let me speak. <laughs> so rude. No, but uh, I played on the master difficulty because I didn't get the achievement for it. So I was like, ah, I'm going to play the master this time around. I like the difficulty of this game. Like, even a master difficulty, there's a couple moments where I was dying a handful of times. But there wasn't anything like one hit killing you and it just felt unfair. Like, when you play, like, like case in point, like uh, Halo 2 that we just did recently, when you play a Legendary, snipers are a one-hit kill, boom, you're done, you're dead, that's it. Restart your checkpoint. 
not in Titanfall 2. It's it's very well paced, I thought, for its difficulty. And I remember you were enjoying the difficulty because you were playing on normal Liz, and I remember you saying, like, you were dying quite a bit, but you didn't hate it. You were like, I like this challenge, you said. Yeah. Which is surprising because you're generally someone who's like, I just kind of want to get through this game and keep going. But you were like, I don't want to lower the difficulty. I liked the challenge. And I thought that was very interesting coming from you. It also, it took me uh, a while to actually beat the game, like longer than it's, what is it, like six hours? Six to eight hours, six to eight yeah. Hours. It took me longer, but even at the end, I was just like, oh, I kind of wish I didn't rush through it. So <laughs> I know, that's that's my biggest complaint. I wish there was more of this game. Yeah. It's so good. It, yeah, it was just so much fun. I wasn't ready for it to end. Because usually, like, it's it's nice to beat the game and then have, like, extra time before we record to, you know do extra hobbies or in your case play more games and so (laughs) it's i was like excited to be able to beat a game before we recorded but then i was like oh well kind of miss it (laughs) so here's a question i i i don't i don't know that i buy into titanfall 3 happening I, i mean i haven't done a ton of digging maybe i'm completely wrong on that but it sounds like a lot of people are more hopeful than than they are about it but that said Let's say they came out with the Titanfall 2 DLC. How much would you pay and how much would you want for it? Even if it was like three hours long, I'd pay 20 bucks. Okay. I was going to say like three to four missions. Three to four missions. Yeah. would probably be about like five hours or so, like like three to three. Yeah, three, three to four I hours. I would definitely buy it for what you said. I'd, I'd pay 20 or 20. Honestly, I'd maybe do like 30 bucks. If it's maybe like two new mechs. Because like... And like I, the quality of what is here already for the campaign, I would have full trust in them that they'd have a, they would create a really good addition. Because I also feel like waiting until after the credits rolled, like there definitely is like a hint, and so for me, it's just like I, it does feel kind of completed, but at the same time, it's like I do want to see that ending that I wanted. I'm trying not to say it, you know, for people <laughs> who haven't played, but so for me, like just to see that, I I would pay. But I mean, I really feel like when you're going to end something like that, you should make a third one. Like, why would you end something like that? And then just be like, do you know what? I'm going to focus on other things now. Respawn says it's not impossible that a Titanfall 3 will happen. I just don't think it's in production at all. So if they are going to come out with one, it's going to be a while. So the unfortunate thing is Titanfall 2 was a financial failure. And it's because of EA. EA is the developer of this game. And... They released this game, I think, when a Halo game came out and when a Call of Duty game came out. So two big blockbuster first-person shooters came out at the same time as Titanfall 2. So obviously people are going to play those ones because they know those games and they, they already have established franchises. So it literally was released at the worst time. And so like even though this game has huge praise, obviously from us, but a ton of other people, this is a, one of the best first-person shooter campaigns not, not just us saying it, like a ton of people say it, and it's true. It just did not sell because it was just released at such a bad time. Yeah, no, that checks. I mean, I mean, think of how many movies that happens to. And I mean, games too. It's just sometimes they just they time it poorly and it sucks for them, but it doesn't mean you don't get a good product at the end of the day. And and so it's, we're fortunate that they, they put the love and effort that they did into it. It just sucks that they didn't get the reward that they yeah. should have. And, and it sucks too. I it, I always think if Apex came out first, and, it, and it, we essentially would have had to have waited till now to get Titanfall two for it to really make sense on a on a money making platform. But if they had actually had Apex out first, I think Titanfall two would be huge. Like 
it, people would buy the crap out of it. See, I but it's harder now to kind of backtrack into it. I, I don't know. I think at this point, I think this is a perfect time for Timefall 3 to come out. So Apex now is very well established. They make a ton of money off of it. So I think that's the other thing too, is like why create Titanfall when we're making so much money off Apex? But people love the story. Like anyone who's been playing Apex now, like will know that Respawn Studios is doing a much better job trying to kind of set up a story, set up lore, try to explain what's going on in the universe. And people love it. Because at, when Apex first came out, they just said, oh, it's in the Titanfall universe, but they didn't do any story. But people wanted a story. So they're like, fine. And they started creating a story and people love it. I think it makes perfect sense to come out with Titanfall 3 now because now this is an established universe and a lot of people have played Titanfall 2 and love it. And that's why people keep saying we want Titanfall 2. So people now know these characters, know these weapons, know this world. They love it. And honestly, Battle Royales, I think, are starting to go down on... Uh, kind of have a bit of a downtrend. You know, it, it was the hot thing. Everyone has a battle royale, but I feel like there's so many battle royales now that people are kind of getting ready to just go back to regular arena shooters and team deathmatch and capture the flag. So, because like even too in Apex, they're coming out with game modes that are essentially team deathmatch. They just had a control point map, which is a very generic multiplayer game mode and people really like it. So to me, I think it makes sense that they came out with a Titanfall 3 right now. I think it would do really well. Wait, so hear me out. We can hit all the markets. We just have to learn how to program a game. <laughs> a roguelike BR. I don't know how it will work, but it will sell. Uh, no, People will give us all of the money. No, because... Okay, if it's a roguelike <laughs> BR... So that means the more you play it, the like better you're going to be going into an arena. <laughs> so you're going to be going against people that are literally going to be like nuking the entire arena because they've been playing hundreds of thousands of hours and they have the max gear. It would fix the Smurf problem. <laughs> Actually, that is true. <laughs> it, people would never want to Smurf because then you have to start all over and get crappy guns. I don't know, Keith. See that? I, it, you sold me Maybe that. Maybe something. Smurf thing. You, you sold me on that. I mean, it would, okay, actually, how about this? Yeah, so it is like Apex, so you start off as riflemen. You know, you get very generic guns, but, you know, it's a roguelike, so as you get better, eventually you get your pilot license, and you're actually put in arenas with other pilots, and so now you're actually battling other people and other titans. So you have to progress to that area to be able to fight with titans. That could be cool. I'm into it. I'm into it. Man, we should make money off of this idea somehow. Sell it to yeah. Respawn. Here we go, Keith. It could be, and you could do procedurally generated maps every time. All right. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, then, uh, yeah, because then everyone would be on the same yeah, they, playing field. You, you wouldn't have, you'd have weird, never really have hot drop zones because no one would know what's going on <laughs> at any point. It would be awesome. It would be chaos. All right. Which, Keith, do you play Apex anymore? I mean, Andrew, you do, obviously. I, oh, yeah. I It's been a long time since I've played it. I, I miss the heck out of it. And, and that was one of the things I think I loved so much about Titanfall 2. Well, no, I don't think. I know it is. I, I said this to Andrew while I was playing it the other day. Is It was like PvE Apex, which... No, Apex hasn't ever done any PvE, yeah, they have. have they? they? They've done these have weird they? story missions where you're going against the creatures, which the, uh, oh, okay, the like weird right. lizard-lion yeah, creatures like... that are in this game. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I guess they've had some of it. But, yeah, all in all, like it, just, if it was PvE Apex Legends and... I I forgot how much I liked that as a shooter because it's just it's 
it has that uniqueness that to me I don't find in a lot of the other BRs and it's why I I like I don't play them as a whole and Apex was the only one I ever really did I I just enjoyed the fluidity of the game and that's what Titanfall does too so Keith did you try playing the multiplayer again in Titanfall 2 I I truly did not I was gonna uh, I tried playing the the like PVE one because that actually kind of looked like it hadn't not roguelike, but like you could upgrade your characters as you played more with them and like do more stuff. So I thought that was a cool element as far as the like multiplayer gameplay thing goes. But um, it seems like it's not a high traffic mode. So I, I was struggling to find a match and just went back to the yeah, story. So surprisingly, the multiplayer is not dead in Titanfall 2. It does have issues though. People who have been playing Apex will probably actually know there actually was one point where the Apex servers were hacked from some people who played Titanfall 2. So Titanfall 2 is just is being ignored by Respawn. And it is, so it is littered with hackers. And so there's a good amount of people who are devote Titanfall 2 multiplayer fanatics. They actually hacked the Apex servers, but all they did was write a message saying, Respawn, please fix Titanfall 2. And I remember Respawn made a whole big deal about it. Like, oh, reinforcements are coming. We're going to fix Titanfall 2. They literally did one patch. And then within like a day, I think it was, the, yeah, the hackers it. already bypassed the patch that they, they implemented in response. Just went, eh, we give up. <laughs> just kind of. <laughs> uh, sorry. You guys are too smart for us. But uh, I mean, if, if they're not doing anything malicious, I, I think it would have been better if they like hacked onto an Apex server so that Titanfall could run on it and it could run on. Like, oh, that would actually be cool. Server. But uh, it was an interesting story. So I recommend you Google it if you are interested in it. But um, yeah, so I actually played two matches and. First match, I was actually able to fully play. The second one, it crashed on me, and I kept trying to like get into another match, but it kept crashing. So the servers are not great. But if you do get in a match, I still think this game's a ton of fun. So the main game mode is called Attrition, where there's you know computer players on each side of the team, and if you kill them, you get points. But if you kill a human player, it's worth more points. It actually just it holds up really well. This game has a lot of progression. It's fun calling in your Titan. And... I remember we played it quite a bit back in the day. I remember we created a clan. I'm curious if you remember what our clan was, Keith. The initials was H4E. H4E? Yep. Hot for something. Nope. Okay. Come on, Keith. You know it. <laughs> Don't make Gosh. me sad. The problem, See, the problem is, is that I actually... That acronym or that, that's used in my job. And so now that's all I can think of. <laughs> So honestly, I couldn't tell you. Harambe forever. Oh. That was our clan of Titanfall 2. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. But yeah, they had a lot of cool clan like perks in this game too. So yeah, long story short, the multiplayer, you can still play, but I don't recommend it. One of the cool things about playing Titanfall 2, it's cool seeing where the guns came from when you play like Apex. Like you have the triple take, you know, it's an energy sniper rifle that shoots three bullets. And Titanfall 2, it's called the double take. And it just shoots two bullets. You know, you have the R, I think it's called the 201 in Titanfall 2, but mm-hmm. in Apex it's the R301. So it's cool seeing where these guns came from and like playing them and being like, oh yeah, the flatline. And then you try it and it's like a completely different gun than it is in Apex. Oh, yeah, the flatline was awesome. And actually, and I like the Hemlock in Apex, but it is so good in Titanfall. Yeah. I, my favorite guns was, I actually loved the, uh, the G4, which is like the G7 Scout in apex um but uh the l star is so good in titanfall 2 
Oh, yeah. I like that one. Yeah, that one was really good to get killing the robots. Yeah, instead of the R99 is the R97. I, did, I didn't care for the R97. I didn't like that. What was the one? Wasn't there one starting with a C? Car? An SMG? Yeah, the yeah, car. Yeah, that one just got that came one, to Apex uh, two seasons ago now. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, that was the one. Anytime I could find the car, I would keep that on me. And uh, I would usually hold on to it because unless the mission, the next mission, like, gave you required weapons, I think it would carry them over with full ammo. So I would, like, keep an empty car in my back pocket and just go into the next mission full. So it's – it's, and I also think it's cool. Like, you could see where Apex gets its weapons designs, but you could also see where Apex gets its level designs too. There was actually – Liz was saying how there's, like, one level where the level – like it's like a modular place where you're seeing like sets being built. And a lot of those structures are actually in apex, which I think is a really cool kind of like transition to it. But what'd you guys think of like the level designs? I thought overall they were really cool. I think the, the most dynamic one was the, the time travel one, just because like Liz said, like the shifting maps and like how it moved. I, I think it was just really cool and, and fun to play with. But I think overall they were, they were great. Um, but I don't, I don't know. There was, I, I don't think I look back on it and there was anything that like blew me away. I, I guess. felt like you were a little bit too much into sewers. I could see that. But I loved the designs of the Titans. I will say, I think your, uh, the malicious armor was kind of goofy looking. To me, it looked like they were just wearing like really fluffy jackets. <laughs> it didn't, kind of. it didn't really look like they had like protective armor. It just looked like, I don't know, like children's safety jackets. Yeah, I can see that. I really liked the the mess. The first one, the the green area, where like I kept getting lost. <laughs> um, I I mean I I feel like it changed so much that it always felt interesting. And also, I don't think that things looked out of place. Like there's sometimes where you're playing a game and you're you know you're going undercover and it just like it looks like it's planted there. Uh, so I feel like that it just kind of seemed natural. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. And same with I like that, you know, all of a sudden you're in this like tiny little crawl space and there's like fire everywhere. And so I just felt like they just changed it so much that it kept it interesting. And I, I just really like the graphics in general. I thought they did a really good. What year did this come out? 2016. 16? Yeah, I'm going to say it. I think the graphics are great. Well, <laughs> you're giving it a great. Yeah. The way that BT, like I said earlier, when he puts his thumbs up and, and stuff like that, it really added to the humor of it too. So I just... Oh, and then when they had BT, like, just, like, tied up, and they shot him, and I was just, like... It's surprising how much you get attached to these characters. There isn't that much dialogue. And you I definitely... Know. You don't learn about these characters but either. But it's also the way that BT moves. You yeah. Know, and the, those kind of interactions, which I guess kind of play into graphics as well. I think it's just how well the gameplay works that it feels like, like a buddy cop movie. Well... Yeah, you guys working together, and and I think one of the biggest reasons too is well, actually, the way I would put it is BT is written a lot like Drax. He's not like he's robotic, yes, and he like and his voice is mostly where he's a robot, but he actually has a very human dialogue. It's just very literal, like Drax. Like, um, like, there's a couple different times, and there was one that it's not like. You know, laugh out loud comedy, but it's it's chuckle worthy, and you ca- and it catches you off guard because you're not a- like the hot streak. Was that what it was? When the- your char- yeah, when your character says, "I'm on a hot streak," and he goes, "I do not detect any increases yes, in your temperature." Exactly. Yeah. So like those little moments, and it 
and you're not expecting it so you're like oh that's funny and it and it makes you appreciate that character and like you said for some reason you develop this weird like affection for this robot that barely speaks people love cute robots I feel Especially like once you. that yes, and <laughs> once they start making robots look more like people, that's when that kind of like that goes away. <laughs> so I feel like when you actually do have a robot that looks like a robot and they're being cute and funny, it just it's adorable. It's like it's like a little puppy and on the screen. But I, I wanted a puppy to, with guns, metallic yeah, puppy. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to ask: Do you see Cooper's face at the beginning or just at the end? Just the end. Because I thought that was kind of an interesting way to do it. Yeah, didn't you not like that? No, I did like that. I oh. like that your character, like who you're playing, is kind of mysterious. You know that he wants to be a pilot, and you you know a little bit about him, but you don't actually get to meet him face to face until the very end, and he's the main character. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing that they did. I like it. Well, I have a question for you guys. So, as Liz said at the very end, uh, the leader of the mercenary groups gives you an Apex Legend card, and anyone who plays Apex, like whenever they create a cinematic of, oh, this character's joining the games, they're usually shown being handed an Apex card, that same Apex card. That's cool. So do you think Jack Cooper, your pilot, will eventually at some point go into Apex Legends? That would be a really cool crossover. And it obviously, I don't want to say it wouldn't be that hard, but like it would fit. It would make sense. So I, I feel like they have to, and I'm actually surprised that they haven't yet. <laughs> I'm curious. So they just came out with... Saviors, right? Saviors is the is the pat is the what the new season's called. Yeah, but they just came out with Newcastle. I, th- I think it's like the thirteenth legend or something like that, or fourteenth. But a- uh, respawn has announced that they're going to start slowing down coming out with legends because they didn't want to oversaturate the pool. So they said, don't expect you know another legend kind of anytime soon. So I'm curious if like at some point they could release him. But I mean, Apex is supposed to be taking place, I think, significantly farther in the future. So technically, you're. Jack Cooper could be dead from just old age. But I mean, there's easy ways to write around it of like he was in cryo or something like that. Or maybe he gets turned into a robot. Well, Revenant is a person who was turned into a robot. Don't you think would have done it already then, though? I mean, I, I don't think it's... But he, I'd be surprised if it happened. Here's the thing. The the guy who's on the, the first place of the gauntlet runs, or that's supposed to be... Um, what's his name? Octane. Octane is... The gaunt is a guy who did the gauntlet runs, right? So if the gauntlet runs were taking place back when Titanfall was happening, why would he be alive? Um, that's a good point. So Cooper could be alive, like you said, probably Cryo, I would assume. But like, yeah, I'm, there's an easy way to write that he's still alive. Yeah, but uh, but I don't know. That's just that's my thought on that. But yeah, what about sound and music? <laughs> I actually really did like the music. There were times where. It li- what happened was sad and they had sad music going. If I remember correctly, it's actually been like over half a week since we played this, I think. And you could barely remember the, what you ate this morning. Yes. I, I don't know what I ate this morning, but <laughs> I am not, okay, never mind not saying that to be funny. I really, I genuinely don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good sign. But I do remember liking the music. Yeah. I think the, the thing, I guess if, as I recall it too, yeah, like it was good. It was, it was like very cinematic. So it like always fit. It was nothing to me stood out as like wowing music. I wasn't going to go back and, and listen for it again, but it, it would, it just always fit the mood of the game in the moment. I think the sound effects are the best just, yeah. and, and again, the it, guns sounded great. Exactly. And, and I don't know if it's 
maybe still again my appeals to apex and like I'm like okay i remember these sounds from apex yeah. but it's just yeah the the gun sounds it never felt repetitive and anyone who's played titanfall or apex knows that the spitfire shoots for a very long time and the fact that you're not getting sick of that noise and and the sound it makes when you hit the headshots like it's just it's such a satisfying feeling and especially having come off of playing apex to then play titanfall i felt like i was racking up like a 30 kill streak because <laughs> it's like God, the same that's... noise as when you get a kill in apex <laughs> so you're just like man i'm so good at this game God, the Spitfire. That just turned returned to floor loot in Apex and everyone's using it. I hate the Spitfire. I I, I haven't played Here's a different gun people. But I, I I did see some posts on the uh the subreddit for it there. Yeah. But uh I, I love the sound effects of when you're hitting people. It kinda sounds like I don't know how to describe it, but it kinda sounds like you're shooting a wet paper bag. It's like the best I could th- think of it. It kinda sounds like this weird shredding noise, but it's also like arcadey sounding i don't know i love it yeah, it's a very distinct uh, sound which they have in an apex i was gonna say almost like yeah like it's like you're shooting a sandbag yeah yeah that's probably a better description of the sound than what i just said <laughs> yeah, you know but paper but bag I, sandbag same thing but specifically i think this sounds great when you're in titan fights like the sound of your foot stomping specifically what was it i think mission nine when you're assaulting a base and it first starts off where you Titanfall with a bunch of allies and it's this giant wall with a bunch of guns oh yeah, that one's cool. and they destroy the wall and it's this big fight. It is. You're like a, a Valkyrie robot on that one, aren't you? That's the one that you can uh, fly. You know, you get the flying one pretty early. I mean, you can always switch to it, but yeah, maybe I was just playing with that one. I thought that was the one flying, one. but yeah, either way, that was, that was a really fun, fun fight, but we'll kind of get finishing up here. So next up achievements. Which, I don't know if you guys got any achievements since the last time we tried to record. Nope, because nope. I got almost all of them. Yeah, Andrew, 985. Dang. You got 49 out of 50 achievements. Keith, you were at 685 with 40. <coughs> and I was at 510 with 28. But I also didn't do the multiplayer at all. So this is just 510, me not really trying, just going through the game. So Because Keith, you had some multiplayer achievements. Um, oh, those must be old. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I feel like that's pretty good. I mean, if you if I get over five hundred, I beat the game. Yeah, I think I think if I remember, the majority of them are mission driven. So it's just like beating yep. the missions, doing things within the missions, and, and things like that. A couple of them are finding collectibles, but uh, yeah, largely it's like beating it and beating it on. I think what master difficulty. Yeah. So. Which yeah, and the, there's also a handful of fun achievements. Like one of them, I think, is to have like seven active robots that you've hacked. Uh, there's one where you kill 25 soldiers when you're in your Titan within two seconds. Yeah, I couldn't figure out where the best place to do that one was. It was on the final mission. There's an area where you have to like crouch when you're in your Titan and like walk through this thin tunnel. And there's a bunch of humans that kind of pour through and just run away from you. You have to wait till they all pour out and funnel at the end of the tunnel. Then you just uh, blast them all. I know there was a couple that I waited to do the like wall running and the sliding. I did those with the smart pistol. Yep. So, hot tip so for you. As, as far as achievements go, I overall don't recommend it for achievement hunters because, as Liz said, there's a good amount that are in the multiplayer and they can be very difficult to get now. But as far as the achievements for the single player campaign, I would say it's for achievement hunters. So, if you just want some easy achievements, 
you can do it for the single player, but this isn't a game you're probably going to get 1,000. The one achievement I don't have is to beat this uh, obstacle course within under 35 seconds. It's a very specific way you kind of got to do it. And I was just like, eh, I don't care to do it for 15 gamer score. But overall, though, achievements are pretty good, though. Yeah, but it, it, that's where I even I would say maybe not achievement hunter status, but it is like a good achievement game because to Liz's point, a lot of these things outside of the master one, you could do this realistically on the easiest difficulty, and I bet you could breeze through the game in less than five hours and then get probably about 500, 600 gamer scores. So yeah, it's, it's pretty good from that aspect. But like I said, I played on a master, and it wasn't too crazy hard. So it, it didn't really take me too much time to beat on master difficulty. Yeah, I would assume if you're like a true achievement hunter, like hundreds of thousands of gamer score, you're probably pretty well versed in games enough that you could even play it on master too. So, all right, but let's get into our final thoughts here. Keith, why don't you go first? So as I said, I, I had played Titanfall forever ago and I, I don't remember really liking it much. I played the multiplayer and it was cool, but I, I just was bad at it. Like most things. And I don't know, I think at the time I was probably super wrapped up into overwatch or something like that. So I just, I never really cared for Titanfall. Um, I remember you and Aaron talking about it, your brother, who has also appeared on this this podcast. Um, just, again, never jumped on the bandwagon. So when we played this, I was kind of like, oh, cool, another another Spaceman Go Shooty game, you know, all about this. <laughs> but quickly into playing it, as, as I've said, I've remembered, or I not even remembered, I've realized how fun it was. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with my experience with Apex and kind of, you know, maybe a little bit of nostalgia where I don't really play it as much as I used to, or I don't play it at all anymore, I should say. And, um, yeah, I just, this is, it's so fun. It's fast paced, but it's not, it's not bullet storm or bullet hell. It's difficult, but it's not overly hard. And it's just, I don't know. It's a ton of fun. It really is. And so I think if you haven't played it and you've played apex, there's, you absolutely have to play this. Otherwise, it's just it's it's good fun. If you're looking for a first person shooter and just something new and different to try, check it out. Um, I, I solid ninety. I'll give it a ninety one point two. <laughs> like you said, a solid ninety one point two. Like that is that the definition of not a solid when you're using fractions? Hey, I I ended that decimal, did I not? I could have ended that in a repeating fraction. That wouldn't have been solid. <laughs> okay, whatever. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said, yeah, Keith. Like, that was my, like, fear. Well, I mean, I played Timefall too, but I'm sure a lot of people's fear when you say this is just, like, it's another first-person shooter. You're a space guy in space with a robot. Like, very generic. But no, every level was very unique. The gameplay was very fluid. It's just a ton of fun. These two characters, even though there's not a ton of dialogue, it's written so well that I was invested in these characters and I loved them and I love to see them grow. This is this is a must play. It's so short. It's it's just a ton of fun. I think just about anyone who likes, even just semi likes first person shooters, you'll I think have a ton of fun with this game. It's unfortunate you can't play the multiplayer because the multiplayer really was so much fun. You can try. You you can probably get in a couple of games, but it's not very stable. The gameplay just mixed up so much from being first-person shooter as a person and then going into your Titan and stomping around and destroying things. Yeah, it's this game's an experience. I'm giving it a 95. I was thinking, this year's going to suck for trying to figure out our game of the year. So we've played some amazing games this year. 
I know. I'm actually, I was really torn between giving this a 97 and a 98. Wow. I don't know what to give it. Where, I mean, there are a couple of nitpicky things, but I think I'm going... Like, it could be longer. Give me more. I will also, like, story-wise, that (coughs) woman that just, like... You know, you know, you can't be a pilot. Thanks for saving the day, bro. Like, uh, I guess I'm gonna give it a ninety-seven. A solid ninety-seven. Oh. I, I thought you well, were gonna hit the triple donut. The triple donut. Remember, Donut County. We're comparing scores to how many donuts it is. Oh, gotcha. Johnny wanted Liz to listen to that one. episode, so I was I was actually just listening back to that recently. So I was thinking about those scores. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I originally was gonna do ninety-eight, but I, I don't know. Now I'm now I'm second guessing myself. I'm just saying it's a triple donut. I also wanted to say that I had raviolis for breakfast. <laughs> I don't even remember. Like chef raviolis or like some. No, like, so we had raviolis in the I house. I usually I usually <laughs> you make did. breakfast sandwiches for breakfast. No, it's there. I don't usually buy them because like frozen meal, they have a lot of sodium. But the E V O L, they have like. A portobello and goat cheese one, and then like I think it's like butternut and sage, and it was the sage one. And I love pasta for breakfast, and I forgot that I had that in the freezer, so I was like, oh, I don't feel like making a breakfast sandwich, and um, because I I just love carbs. <laughs> this is the weirdest game review you've ever done for a game day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so my final thought is great. About, about anyway, <laughs> no, but you know what? It is interesting that in different countries, people don't. I mean, breakfast can look very different, so I don't think you should. For you, it's raviolis. All right. Oh, I said like 150 years ago, people didn't even eat like hot breakfasts and stuff. It was it was a whole thing. So I don't know. Breakfast can really be whatever you want to be. Don't let anyone judge you for eating pasta for breakfast, Liz. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't really like cold foods. Um, I mean, I like some, but like, whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> we back to the so, reveal. um, Xbox one 87 and 8.6. And I was really curious about who would give this game a low score. So we're going with the negatives today. We're going to turn it into a positive. So someone who gave it to poor man's call of duty. What? A, that's a duty review. And then someone who gave it a zero. How many See, I turned it positive. It's a weird weird comparison i don't know duty review. Uh, <laughs> this game is lame and i don't want to play an uglier cousin to a game i loved and then they also said this game looks so much better than in call of duty especially for 2016 i also like it's just like a weird thing to say an uglier cousin <laughs> no not a sibling yeah i'm assuming he has somebody in mind not my attractive <laughs> sibling <laughs> my ugly cousin <laughs> And then they said, everything they added from the first game is either noob-friendly or cartoonish sci-fi nerd garbage. And I feel like that's how you can tell, like, when <laughs> when you have a lot of, like, super just, like, angry negative reviews. It's usually just like, you know what? This game is awesome. <laughs> when people's bad <laughs> reviews are, like, really lame. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I'm, the game is noob-friendly. They have, like, an easier mode. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just love you. Your review still was just telling you about pasta. Well, I feel like I mean I I talked a lot and people were probably like, yeah, I'm sick of her take on the game. But I did want to <laughs> say that I did finally remember. It's because I don't normally have that for breakfast. That's why I didn't remember. I was okay. like, oh wait, I didn't make my breakfast sandwich. But but here's what makes it great though, Liz. And and I'm not and I, and and I, I I totally get your point. But this is why it's perfect because in theory, 
our wrap up is like your elevator speech. Like if you had 30 seconds on an elevator with someone and you had to tell them why they wanted to play Titanfall 2, this is it. You spent 25 of those seconds talking about raviolis. <laughs> but you know what? That's why I feel it's like great. sometimes when people like try to convince you of something, it's usually like, oh, they need to prove the point because like it, it's got some flaws and stuff. For me, it's just like, no, this game this it's top 90s. It's all you need to know. You know, and then they'll be like, wow, like that's, that's, that's a pretty high recommendation. That's a good point, Liz. This game speaks for itself. So let me tell you about it. So didn't I spend the last hour telling people why they should play this game? I, An hour. I'm, I'm not even. They don't need a, They don't need another 30 second. Like, they, I, I'm not criticizing. I mean, I'm just laughing at it in that context. Uh, I, I love it, Liz. Thank you. I'm not, I'm not criticizing you either. I, I, and, that made my and honestly, I like I like your your logic. I really do. The game speaks for itself so confidently that I can spend twenty five seconds talking over ravioli, and you're still gonna want to play this game. I also feel like they're delicious, and people should eat them. And like, so you kill two birds with one people, stone. When people recommend food to me, I get really excited because. I mean, the fact that they're bringing it up in conversation, it's like it must really be good. You can sell them on food and Titanfall all in one conversation. Remember, this was supposed to be originally one of our segments is Liz recommends a snack for what game we're playing. <laughs> yeah. So for this game, it's evil ravioli. It's what what pasta for breakfast yeah. should you have? <laughs> That's why I love making pasta during the week because I the leftovers are usually for breakfast. And then when I have more energy, I've had my coffee, then I'll make something for lunch. Maybe a breakfast sandwich for lunch. Why not? <laughs> I did that today. God forbid a I did that. I was breakfast. like, you know what? I, what did I have for lunch today? I did. I made my breakfast sandwich. <laughs> I ate a lot of carbs today. Okay. Uh, let's wrap it up here. Oh, thank you so much for everyone for joining us. If you have any game recommendations, please email us at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com or at Twitter at GBGBpod or Facebook at GBGBpod. Make sure you follow us on Twitter because we put up a lot of our listener requests. We do a poll so you can cast your votes and tell us what we play next. Because this was one of the games that won the poll. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Angie. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird0152. Keith, what new segment are you coming up with this week? I was going to say what I had for breakfast, but I, I don't <laughs> think I ate breakfast today. So, so yeah, I, I just didn't. <laughs> That's that's my thing. Okay. Liz. I'm Liz Noob, Gamertag, coming on Dean. I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob, Noob is EW. And also, you should be excited for next week's game because I'm excited about it. It's so it, good. You tweeted saying that you're reading The Watchmen and you're like, I hope next week's yes. game's really good because I'm into this book. And it's taking me away from my book. So it's it's a good game. I think yeah. I'm, I think I'm already further than I was on its predecessor. So I, I'll at least know more about this one. I don't know if I'll feel differently. Nice. <laughs> and I don't know. I I don't know how I'm gonna pick a game of the year for this year. <laughs> it's we've played way too many good games this year. Goodbye, everybody. Anyway, I need to stop recording now. <laughs> we love you okay. all. We'll see you again next week.